Right now, that we're going to turn our attention back to China. We've talked about China a lot on this show uh, and Canada's posture with China, the response to China, and um, how that seems to be changing somewhat and what it needs to look like. So to have that discussion, we're joined now by Dr. Scott Simon, who is a senior fellow with the McDonald laurier Institute and a professor of social sciences at the University of Ottawa. Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you very much for making this possible. Okay, so we're going to be talking primarily about the Strait of Taiwan today, mm-hmm. which uh, a lot of analysts are saying could could be, if it's not already, become a uh, potential hotspot geopolitically with a lot of activity, including Canadian military activity. So why is this such a key location? What's going on there, and why do we need to be keeping an eye on the Strait of Taiwan? Well, the, the big issue there is that off the coast of China... Is, is Taiwan, which is an independent sovereign country, and China has the goal of annexing Taiwan uh, for a long time, and they've recently been using their military to really show their might. So this month they sent over 150 Chinese military aircraft into the air defense identification zone of Taiwan. So that kind of sends a sign to the world that they're very serious about their goal of annexing Taiwan. And I'll repeat again that they have never in history governed the island of Taiwan. Um, Now, in response, as you say, increased Chinese military activity, but we're also seeing some of the Western democracies also increase their military presence in this area, correct? That's absolutely right. In fact, uh, just just recently, about the last week or so, Canada sent um, the HMCS Winnipeg through the Taiwan Strait, accompanied by the American missile destroyer, the USS Dewey. And that, that demonstrates to China that these are international waters. China's on one side, Taiwan's on the other. Um, when was the last time we saw something like that from our country in terms of a military show of force like that? You know, it, it, it's been a while. I think that the last time was last year. Okay. Now... And, yeah, so we are there, but it's the first time we've done it with the United States. So... Um, the two Michaels, uh, the diplomatic impasse that we had with China for so long that finally broke a few weeks back. Is is that part of this, do you think? I mean, does it give us a little more freedom to act in different ways in that part of the world? You know, I, I think that there's that perception, uh, but we have been involved in that part of the world very much through uh, military exercises with uh, with Japan and the United States and our allies. And we've been involved in the sanctions against North Korea as well. And also in freedom of navigation operations, we don't call them that like the U.S. does, but in the South China Sea. And so we are there. Um, When it comes to this part of the world, I know uh, other countries have taken more action, at least diplomatically. Um, Canada really, it seems to be we have this policy when it comes to China. We capitulate, we appease, we don't really want to push back, or at least in many areas. Um, Is that the strategy we've also deployed when it comes to Taiwan up until this point? Well, you know, I, I would say it is, and in fact, I was watching a webinar with um, um, one of the one of the persons, Paul Evans, uh, explained that liberal practice has been to take a more nuanced uh, view towards uh, China, and that includes not openly challenging their claims to Taiwan. Yeah, not and working. So that is what's going on, and even though the liberals haven't created an official policy and made it available to Canadians, uh, their practice shows that they 
are willing to accommodate Chinese demands to a degree which I think that our allies in the United States might not agree with. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, the rest of the international community seems to be far more forward-looking in this. Um, what's a, you know, what is the better strategy? And are we seeing a change, maybe? Are, are Canadians starting, you know, teaming up with the U.S. In that, in that exercise? Does it show that maybe we're changing our posture on this? Well, you know, I think we're fortunate to have another minority parliament because we're going to probably have another China committee in parliament. And the opposition parties in Canada have been willing to take a, a stronger position. Mm-hmm. The problem has been with the Liberal cabinet. And we're going to have the same prime minister and and probably some of the same characters in the cabinet. So I don't really see too much change. I think parliament will keep their feet to the fire a bit and try to make some advances. There was a, a private members law that was presented before before Parliament called an election. So what is the best approach? Is it to be firm and to be consistent and to sort of take a stand one way or the other on this? Well, you know, I think that the, the best approach is to work with other countries. We have to be honest. We are a small country, but other small countries like uh, Lithuania have mm-hmm. taken stronger stands than, than, than Canada has. And so we need to stand behind our allies, and it's not just the United States. I think that probably the the most important one to stand with would be Japan, because that's right next to Taiwan and China, and and Japan would definitely be involved if there's a conflict. So we have to work with Japan and our other allies to prevent a conflict from happening. Okay, so keep your eye on the Strait of Taiwan. We know that's been a flashpoint for a long, long time, but it looks like things may be ramping up a bit. Yep, that's right. Things are heating up a bit, and I think that if we do the right things, we can prevent this from evolving into an actual conflict. Excellent. Dr. Simon, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Good, thank you. Have a good day. You too. That is Dr. Scott Simon, who is a senior fellow with the McDonald-Laurier Institute and a professor of social sciences at the University of Ottawa.